Good to have everyone back in the building. Just so everyone understands how uh, this press conference is going to go. Andrew Berry's going to open it up with uh, an opening statement. Kevin's going to do an opening statement. Then Deshaun's going to give an opening statement. Then we'll open it up for questions. We're going to do it a little bit different than we've done it in the past in this room because there's so many people. So if people could raise their hands when they have a question, I'll call on you and then we'll fire away. AB? Good afternoon, everyone. Um, you know, before we introduce Deshaun, uh, I thought it was important to say that we as an organization know that this transaction has been very difficult for many people, um, you know, particularly women in our community. And we realize that it has triggered a, a range of emotions. Um, and that, as well as the, the nature of the allegations, um, weighed heavily on all of us, myself, Kevin, you know, Jimmy, D, Paul, Whitney, JW, as well as um, you know the the men and women uh, up and down the organization who were involved in um, the decision making and, and, and vetting process, and it was because of the the weight of um, the anticipated reaction and you know the the nature of the allegations that really pushed us to do um, as much work as possible, you know, both internally and externally. Uh, in terms of understanding the cases and who Deshaun was as a person. And it was through this really five-month odyssey um, and the information that we were able to amass, uh, the reference work, and you know, obviously working through due process and the legal process that got us comfortable pursuing a trade for Deshaun. Um, I want to touch on a little bit the you know the work that we did do. Um, you know, you know, first it starts with um, like I mentioned the the reference work, understanding and talking to uh, people who knew Deshaun intimately, interacted with him frequently um, at different phases of his life, whether that's uh, when he was in Gainesville at Clemson. Um, and then really, um, you know, multiple people up and down, uh, you know, the Texans organization across multiple leadership regimes. We used independent, um, you know, investigative resources within the Harris County and Houston law enforcement community in order to get an unbiased and well-rounded and comprehensive um, perspective on um, you know the allegations, um, we didn't want it just to be one-sided. We used third-party um, legal counsel that allowed or to really analyze um, all the information that we were able to collect in a mass. And I should note, because I know a lot has been um, said about this, we were advised by our attorneys. Um, uh, we were advised against reaching out directly to the 22 women out of concern that it would be considered interfering with a criminal investigation. And it's this, among several other reasons, that made it important for us to use independent investigative resources that were unbiased and comprehensive so that we could get a full picture and full perspective um, you know, of the criminal and civil cases. So it was through this time and through this work and 
what we learned about um, uh, you know what we learned about Deshaun the person, what we learned about uh, you know the civil and and, and, and criminal proceedings, um, and you know obviously you know uh, working through due process and legal process that got us comfortable with Deshaun the person, and we realize we're not naive to the fact that there are you know many people who aren't as comfortable you know with this transaction as we are today. Um, you know, but this is something that we, uh, a, a trade that we made to be evaluated over the long run. And we do think that there's a strong and detailed body of work about Deshaun. And we do have faith in him as a person. Um, we're not naive to the fact that there's still work to do. And I think Deshaun would be the first to tell you as we integrate him into our organization in the Cleveland community. But we do have faith that, you know, Deshaun will not only meet the expectations that we have of any player who we bring into the organization, but exceed them. And we are looking forward to having Deshaun as our starting quarterback for hopefully a long period of time. So with that, I'll pass it to Kevin. Just to echo what Andrew said, this organization did a tremendous amount of work on Deshaun, Deshaun the person, a tremendous amount of background. Uh, I understand the concerns. Uh, completely, I understand the questions. Like Andrew talked about, we, we understand uh, that there are questions to be answered. I have confidence in the work that we put in. I have confidence in the extensive work that our group put in to understand Deshaun. Uh, I'm really looking forward to coaching Deshaun. I know he's ready to get to work, and I'm looking forward to him being around his teammates. And really, I'm looking forward to him making a very positive impact in this community. And with that, I'll turn it over to Deshaun. Yes, I, first I want to say thank you to um, Dee and Jimmy Haslam and the Haslam family for giving me this awesome opportunity to be the quarterback of this historical organization in the Cleveland Browns. I want to thank A.B. and Coach Kevin uh, for also giving me the opportunity to come here to, to join this organization, join this locker room to lead these guys and be a servant leader. And then another opportunity for, you know, this organization for me to come in here and have the opportunity to show this community, show this city, show this organization, show, th show this locker room who the person I really am. And that's the main focus that I want to do is continue to show people who I really am and get my story out eventually. Um, we'll start with you. Uh, Tom Withers, Associated Press. Sean, um, there are a lot of, as Andrew and Kevin mentioned, there are a lot of people that are very conflicted over your arrival here. Um, they've read the sexual allegations. They've seen the lawsuits. What do you want people to know about you as a person? Who are you? We know about you as a player. Who are you as a person? Um, the biggest thing for me is, as a person, I'm genuine. Um, I'm hardworking, servant leader, who loves to be social in the community, who loves to give back, very kind of team-oriented. So I love hanging out with my teammates, but also, I want to be able to show that eventually and get out into the community. I've always been hands-on in the, the community of Houston, back home in Gainesville, back home in Clemson. And that's what I want to do, is be able to get back to that brand or get back to that person that people knew I was before, before all these allegations. Jake? Jake yeah, Andrew, just to be clear, uh, nobody from the Browns or representing the Browns spoke to any of the 22 women who've made allegations, correct? We, 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 I, like I mentioned earlier in my opening statement, J Jake, 
our attorneys advise us that reaching out directly could be considered interfering with a criminal investigation. But that's the reason that we did hi hire independent investigators to make sure that we could get that comprehensive and holistic perspective. So you say the, the investigators you hired did speak to the women? I'll say the investigators that we hired were able to get a full perspective of, of all the cases. So yes. Not speak to them. I'm going to say they full perspective of all the cases. I'm not going to go into necessarily the details of what of everything the investigators did, but they got a full perspective for all the criminal and civil cases, Jake. So if they did not speak to the women, you know, what is the basis for calling your investigation extensive, as you put it in your statement, on Sunday? And also given the fact some of the women haven't given sworn testimony yet. Mm -hmm. They haven't, they don't have anything on the record. Yeah. So again, Jake, I'll refer back to my statement. Um, the independent and unbiased investigators were able to be comprehensive in all the information that they were able to bring forth. Some of the information, quite honestly, I, I understand can't necessarily be public, but we do feel good about the work that we did. We feel good about the, uh, the work that the investigators did for us. We got a comprehensive perspective on all the cases. Andrew, when you were investigating the situation with Deshaun, how much were you looking into whether the acts were criminal or whether the acts, whether or not they were criminal, did not rise to the standard of player conduct that you would expect from a player? Yeah, both, both things were considered in the work that we did, Doug. Did you come to a conclusion that the acts in the past were not beneath the standard you, were, you would expect, or did you reach the conclusion that that won't happen again or anymore now that he's a Cleveland Brown? You know, I'll go back to, we felt good about everything that we collected. We felt good about Deshaun as a person. We felt good about what we learned about the cases, Doug, that to a point where we felt comfortable pursuing the trade and bringing him into the building. And if we didn't, like in terms of what happened or moving forward, we wouldn't have made the trade. Tony? Uh, Deshaun, one of the reasons you're here is because you asked to be traded from Houston. Why did you ask? Why did you want out of Houston? Uh, the biggest thing was, I think at the time, um, we just both were going in different directions. And so for me to be able to accomplish the things that I want to do, um, you know, we, we started off doing it privately with my agency and then it led to, you know, the whole big situation. But. Yeah, we just, it was it was a time for both of us to kind of part ways. Just a couple months after they had given you a new contract, so what triggered your change of sentiment? Um, I think for this circumstance in this situation, it's hard to get too far into the details. But, um, yeah, it was just, like I said before, it was just a time for both of us to part ways. I know that previously the, the contract was given to me that summer. Um, but at the same time, I was honest and straightforward with the organization. They were honest with me, and we came to the conclusion that this was the best situation. Dan Lobby? Uh, Deshaun, I think as, this is, as details have come out, some people have wondered um, why you've used the number of massage therapists that you've used. Can, can you kind of explain that number? Uh, yeah, I can't get too far into detail because there's an ongoing investigation still. But I can say that with this now day and age, um, especially with my age group, social media is a big business part um, that, that goes into it. So that's you know a factor into it. But as far as the details, I can't get too far into it because there's an investigation going on. But hopefully, you know, once everything is resolved, I can speak freely on it. Are you kind of reevaluating your 
methods or how many you use or how you find people? Um, definitely. This is something that with my team and now with the Cleveland Browns and the organization, we find a plan and, and move forward from it. Mary Kay? Uh, yeah, Deshaun, what can you say to Browns fans and to the people of Cleveland to convince them that you're not the person that is described in these complaints and suits? And do you sort of understand why it can be hard for people uh, to, you know, believe that right now, given the sheer numbers involved? No, definitely. I understand the whole circumstances is very difficult, especially for the, the, the women's side of the fans in this community. Um, I'm not naive to that. I know these allegations is very, very serious. But I, like I've mentioned before, I've never assaulted any woman. I never disrespected any woman. I was raised by a single parent mom who has two aunties who's her sister. And that's who, that's who raised me. I was raised to be genuine and respect everyone and everything around me. So I've, I've always defended that and I will continue to stand on that. And I just want the opportunity to be able to show who I really am in the community and be hands on and help people and serve other people. Andrew, I was just wondering, why did you think Deshaun was worth the risk of a groundbreaking contract, especially with the uncertainty of, you know, possible NFL action and just what convinced you that, do, how risky do you feel this is? Yeah, Marla, it's a, it's a good question. Um, for us, you know, once we got comfortable with Deshaun as a, as a person, Deshaun the person, um, it became pretty straightforward from, you know, from a football perspective. Um, you know, we think he's, you know, one of the best, you know, players at the position in the sport. Um, you know, he's obviously in his in his prime, and we think it's the most important position in the sport. So, once we were able to, um, you know, get comfortable with, um, you know, him as a person, the the football part in terms of evaluation was pretty easy. I just want to remind everybody about DraftKings. Uh, make sure you join on the on the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everybody can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers and track your results. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, you must be 21 years or older to play. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Deshaun, you originally turned down the Browns. And then you flipped and went back to the Browns. How much of that had to just do with the contract? Um, actually, it had nothing to do with the contract. I didn't know about the contract until I told my agent that I wanted to come and be a Cleveland Brown. That was secondary. That was after the fact that we spoke on the phone with A.B. and Kevin and, and the Haslam family. So that had nothing to do with me choosing the Cleveland Browns. Why did you originally turn them down? Uh, it wasn't necessarily a, a turn down. I think the media was kind of rushing me to make a decision, and I wasn't comfortable with making that right decision. And so the you know news get out and things like that. But you know, for me, I knew that Cleveland was the best situation for a football standpoint, and just for a a, a 
community and family atmosphere. And these guys mentioned it before. Once I got to meet these guys that sit up here, Coach Kevin and AB and the Haslam family, it was just that connection that we just had that bond. And I knew that this was a perfect situation for me to have a fresh start, go win some Super Bowls, and, and move forward and, and build and build this community as what we want to uh, build it as. Darrell yeah, Deshaun, this is something that is going to stick with you for a long time, this perception. How do you repair your image? How do you restore your, your name? No, I understand that, and I know that there's going to be a stain that's probably going to stick with me for a while, but all I can do is keep moving forward and continue to, to, to show the person that I am, the true character, the true person, the true human being I am. Like I said before, I've never done the things that these people are alleging, and I'm going to continue to fight for my name and clear my name. And like I've been doing, just cooperate with everything that comes with it and just keep moving forward. And then as far as the job and, and what I need to do as a, on the football side is to lead this team, help this team win multiple, multiple games and Super Bowls. And that's my job is to continue to put all that together and work with the Cleveland Browns and, you know, just keep pushing forward. Um, when did you know that, or I should say, when did you feel comfortable that Deshaun was the, the guy you wanted to bring in to be the face of this franchise? Yeah, you know, Daryl, I don't know that I can pinpoint a specific moment, but um, it was a long process. Like I mentioned, it was a it was a five month odyssey, and um, you know, I don't know that I know the specific day or time but it really was a combination of all the factors and as we were able to um, accumulate more and more information um, you know the 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 pure volume of it and the amount of time and work that we place into it that's ultimately what got us comfortable with him Tony um, okay the five month odyssey takes us back to late October early November and Kevin I want you to answer this too so did you make a decision you were going to replace Baker Mayfield at that point? No, it, no it's, it's, it's a good question, Tony. So that's typically the amount, that's typically the time of the year that we begin our planning for the, the next offseason. So usually once the trade deadline passes, you're building your free agency board, you're getting to late fall in terms of your, your draft process. So that is the time that you'll begin a lot of work on a lot of players. Obviously, given the complexity of um, you know Deshaun's situation at the time, um, there was there was going to be additional work needed to make sure to to vet it as thoroughly as possible. So um, at that time, you know we had no, made no uh, specific decisions, really probably anywhere on the roster. But um, we were trying to make sure that we um, we obviously had enough time to do as do as much work as we could. Isn't there a subconscious decision made that we need to be better at that position? No, I mean, I think I've mentioned to you guys before that like every off season, we do go and look at player availability or look at the roster as if we have an expansion team. Um, you know, certainly as we got more involved into the, the research process, um, you know, we did, we did think through a number of different possibilities, but I can't say that there was a specific decision made at that time. Let's go Nate, then Jake, then Mary Kay. Deshaun, why, sh why should you be believed instead of more than 20 women? Um, I can't speak on, on what people's um, opinions are um, because everyone have their own opinions. But what I can continue to do is tell the truth. And that is I've never assaulted or disrespected or harassed any woman in my life. 
Like I said before, I was raised differently. That's not my DNA. That's not my culture. That's not me as a person. And that's not how I was raised. And for me, just to continue to push forward and, and show people that who I really am. And a lot of people haven't met me before. A lot of people haven't spoke to me before. A lot of people haven't been in the same environment, environment as me before. And I want to continue to open that up and be able to have people, you know, come to me and, and be able to talk to me about, you know, certain things. Will you try to settle the 22 civil suits? Um, that's not my intent. My intent is to continue to clear my name as much as possible, and that's what I'm focused on. Jake? Yeah, Andrew, can you explain why you uh, structured the contract in a way in which that if Watson is suspended by the NFL this season, he's going to lose less than $60,000 per game loss out of a contract that's going to pay him $230 million guaranteed? Yeah, Jake, it's a, it's a, I appreciate the question, and um, I think you guys know I typically don't talk about contracts in this setting. I actually will make a departure from that because I do think a little bit of context is in, important. So a couple things. Number one, we certainly understand the optics of it. Um, I think for us, after we got com comfortable with Deshaun, um, you know, the contract was uh, really a football decision. Um, the things that were important to us from a club perspective were um, to have another year, have Deshaun under contract for another year, and to have it structured in a manner that would allow us, um, you know, maximum flexibility to execute the rest of our off-season plan, um, and that's specifically true um, as we really kind of facilitate the next steps with with Baker and Baker's contracts, um, you know, on our cap. And I think probably the other thing to mention is that structure, Jake, is um, you know very similar to a lot of the the large contracts that we already have. Um, that we excuse me, a lot of the larger player contracts that we already have um, on the books. Do you think the NFL needs to take a look at their enforcement if it can be circumvented so easily? I'm sorry. The NFL take a look at the, 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 the way that they uh, enforce, given that it, it can be circumvented so easily in terms of financial penalty. You know, I, I that's not something that I can speak to. That's probably a better a better question for the league. I can just talk through really the club considerations from our from our perspective. So, so one more, if you uh, you know, if Deshaun was coming to Cleveland, as he just said before, you even talked about the contract. Why give him a new contract that um, not only was new, but the, the richest in NFL history for a single contract in terms of guaranteed money by a full. $80 million. So, you know, again, you know, for us, like getting an additional year of control was was very important for us, Jake. Let's go, Mary Kay, Jeff, Scott. Deshaun, I'm wondering, uh, you know, kind of specifically, what kind of work are you willing to do both in the community and personally uh, to either atone for anything if you feel like you have to do that or uh, just to make sure that you are never accused of anything like this going forward and I mean specifically you know working with any you know women's groups or uh, you know any other things in the community sort of looking for specifics of what you plan to do. Um, definitely and I think you know especially on the, the ending of that question working with women groups I think it has to be something that I have to earn that trust to be honest you know I have to earn that trust back in into the community so I can step out I don't want to just jump out and make it seem like I'm not doing it I'm just doing it just to try to clear my name I've always been a, a community leader with Habitat for Humanity with the uh, kids for cancer because my mom had tongue cancer um, with um, education giving back to schools and then also with just you know all types of charity work around the community of, of building communities building housing and things so um, you know I'm gonna work with this organization and my, my team 
to the perfect opportunity for us to come out and just help because I've always been that type of person. That's how I was raised. And that's why I continue to say I'm a servant leader because I wrote a book on it. That's how I was before any of these allegations. But at the same time, I know and I'm not naive to the point that I have to earn that trust back from the community and people outside that's looking, you know, at these allegations and haven't spoke to me before. So that's my goal is to be able to earn that trust and keep pushing for it. Quick follow-up on that. Um, personally, I mean, even if you do feel you're innocent of these and you've never done any of these things and the Browns don't feel like you have, will you be willing to do things, you know, personally in terms of counseling or, or whatever it else, whatever else it would take to show that you'll go the extra mile to make sure nothing like this ever happens again? Um, I, I, it's hard for me to say the counseling part because I don't, I don't have a problem. You know, I don't, I don't have an issue. And that's, that's what I've been saying from the beginning. So this situation is, is definitely is, is tough and it's very difficult. But me as a, as a having a problem going to counseling and things like that, I'm willing to talk to people about certain situations to make sure I'm not getting back in this. But I've, like I said before, I never assaulted anyone, never disrespected anyone. Um, I've always been respectful and that's what I've always you know stood on and that's who I am as a person. Yes, ma'am. Jeff, then Scott, then Ed. I, I have two questions to Sean. I'm going to go back to 40 uh, massage people. So if why why not just find one you really like and and stick with that person? 40 just seems like so many. Well, I never as far as a team um, and, and then when I say team not saying the Cleveland Browns but my agency and things like that uh, 40 is just over the time it's not in one period of time I've been in Houston for five years so you go to different people and that's just how like I said before I can't get too far into the details but you know as businesses work and you move and meet different people and people have different schedules and blocks you kind of meet people over time okay then the second one is a football question what kind of uh, quarterback are the Browns getting to use? Yes, you're getting a strong leader who loves the work, who loves to make sure he uplifts everyone around him, who's going to compete super, super hard, who's going to fight to the to the end of time of each and every game, and a guy that is, like I said, is going to push everyone to their full potential so we can win a lot of Super Bowls. Scott. Hey, Andrew, I have two for you, Andrew. Um, were there skeptics within the organization, and was it a difficult sell to say, yes, this is the right move to make? You know, I can't speak for everyone in the organization, Scott. That probably would be inappropriate, but um, I think we had a we had a broad number of people, um, you know, men and women in the decision-making group, and um, we all did feel we did feel comfortable with the trade and the transaction um, you know, after the body of work that we were able to amass. You expect Deshaun to be suspended by the NFL, and if so, have you been able to get a, a feel for how long that might be or when that might go into effect? We've had a, an open line of communication with the NFL, and we'll cooperate with you know the investigation as appropriate. They have their own process that they have to work through, and like I mentioned, we'll we'll cooperate with that. And um, you know, when they re render the decision, we'll work with them, and when they render the decision, we uh, will obviously respect it. Okay. Thank you. Sean, I heard what you said about not being able to get into a lot of specifics in these cases, but broadly with 22 women, 22 women filing these suits, what can you tell us about what actually happened with these women? Are you saying that they all just made this up, they're all lying? What actually happened? Um, all I can say is, again, I never assaulted, I never disrespected, and I never harassed any woman in my life. I wasn't raised that way. 
I would, my mom and my aunties didn't raise me that way. Of the course of my life, that's not in my DNA. And as far as the details of actually the things that they're alleging, I can't speak on that because the, there's an ongoing investigation. But um, you know, in the future, once everything is resolved, I will sit down and love to talk about it. How did we get from there to here? Um, can you explain that? Get from zero to 22 lawsuits. I mean, I, I can't control that. You know, the only thing I can control is continue to uh, clear my name, cooperate with any legal force or any legal system that is requiring me to cooperate and just keep pushing forward. Kimberly Martin. Uh, Andrew, Kimberly Martin, ESPN. Andrew, you mentioned several times that we, you got to a point where we felt comfortable and it's a five month odyssey. It's been a few weeks since two grand juries decided not to, you know, didn't have enough evidence for criminal charges. So exactly at what point did you feel comfortable? Because five months ago, there was still the threat of potential criminal charges. So exactly what made you feel comfortable? And when was that? Yeah, Kimberly, I, yes, what I meant, I forgot who, I think Daryl might have asked it a little bit earlier. You know, I, no, I understand. I understand. I don't know that I could pinpoint necessarily a, a specific a specific date, um, but certainly as we got closer to um, you know the grand jury proceedings, you know we had we had gathered a, a, enough information, or I should say, a lot of information regarding the the criminal and civil proceedings as well as Deshaun the the person. Um, so I would say it, it was, you know, it was certainly perhaps maybe a little bit before that time where you know we felt we did feel good about the information that we had but um, you know obviously um, you know, we want a due process and legal process to, to bear out mention the word optics so from the outside the optics look like an elite player worth the risk are the optics correct that if he were not as talented the organization would not have gone down this path and done the due diligence it says it did yeah Kimberly I would tell you that um, on the one hand, you know, any player we would try and do as much work on as possible. And then on the other hand, um, if we didn't get comfortable with Deshaun the person, it wouldn't have mattered how talented he was. We wouldn't have pursued the trade. Let's go Tom Withers in front, then we're going to go Cam, then we're going to go Nate. D Deshaun, have you already had conversations with, with new teammates to kind of clear the air or explain to them who you are? Um, yes, uh, a lot of the teammates reached out to me when, when the trade was happening or when the information, the news came out. But I, I, I've known a lot of people in that locker room also, just from the course of high school, college, and, and just playing against or some guys that were in Houston with me and, and vice versa. So um, a lot of the guys have definitely reached out. We've definitely talked, and a lot of guys know me as a person. And I'm going to continue to the guys that haven't met me before. Once they get in in April, I think it's the 18th, I'm going to continue to show who I am, and we can sit down and, and speak about it. There are people that are never going to believe you. Can you live with that? Um, all I can do is continue to just stay focused and, and speak the truth, speak my honesty, and just keep trying to help other people. I can't speak for everyone else. Kim? Andrew, this organization has been like a cornerstone for making women feel inclusive uh, in the NFL. Amid the nature of these allegations, were there conversations with the women you have in this staff um, when you were considering bringing him in, and how much did they weigh into the conversation when it when it came down to making that decision? Cam, there absolutely were. And, you know, we've talked a lot about building a diverse group within the organization and bringing all the perspectives to the table. 
Um, and that's certainly something that we did with this decision as well. To, have you had conversations with the women in this organization and what is the message to not only those in this organization but the fans who are looking at this decision and, and feel concerned about it? Um, I've only been here a day so I haven't been able to meet everyone but you know as the time continues and I, I'm in the building um, like I said before I want people to be able to come to me and have an open dialogue and we speak about it and show the person I really am and and that's how I was raised to respect everyone and continue to respect people like I want to be respected and that's that's just how I was raised so um, you know continue to build that with the organization and and, and build that trust Andrew, uh, is the contract guaranteed in the event of a suspension, or is there something different about this contract than a usual NFL contract that stipulates that? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch it. Is the contract guaranteed in the event of a suspension? I, I, I'm still not quite following. So, with guaranteed money, mm -hmm. isn't it usually the case that the guarantees are voided in the event of a suspension from the NFL. Is that the case with, with this contract? Uh, I understand. So, Nate, you know, again, I won't go into all the specifics with the contract, but um, we do have, you know, we do have our language within the contract that, um, you know, does offer, I would say, you know, typical club protections. So. And then, so... For for uh, for Kevin and Andrew, um, there are a lot of you guys have said that you understand the sensitive nature of this. There are a lot of you know Browns fans who may have been affected by sexual assault, whether they're, they're victims or they know victims. Um, people who just think it's wrong to to trade for a player with, with this number of allegations that he's still facing in in the legal system. And, and a lot of people are saying we're out, we're done with the Browns. What do you say to the people who say we can't root for this team? You know, Nate, I would tell you that um, we'll never fully be able to walk in the shoes of um, individuals who have been affected by, by sexual assault. And that is something that you know we thought about a lot as we went through this process understanding um you know what the reaction would you know what the reaction would be and that's something that weighed heavily on me um and we empathize with we empathize with that emotion we empathize with that with that sentiment and at the same time, um, we also do feel good about the work that we did um, as we vetted this transaction. Um, we do have confidence and faith in Deshaun as a person. And that did weigh heavily in the decision. Um, but between the, the information that we were able to gather um, working through due process, working through the legal process, you know, we do think that this is a decision that, as it's evaluated over the long run, um, will be something that um, is positive for our organization. And we totally respect and totally empathize with those sentiments right now, totally understand that there are people who 
are not comfortable with the transaction right now. But again, we followed, the informa followed our information. Um, we feel good about Deshaun as a person, and we think that he's going to do a lot of positive in the community. We've got time for three more. We're going to go Mark Schwab. We're going to go Tony Grossi, Matt Fontaine. Thank you. Uh, Andrew and Kevin, I know you guys said you talked to a lot of people and you talked to a lot of women. I'm sure this came up at the dinner table. Did you talk to your wives and what did they have to say? You know, I think for all of us, and Andrew's talked about it, uh, this is, it's difficult. It's hard. Just like we were talking about uh, earlier with Nate, this is uh, not easy. And, and I certainly have sincere empathy for anybody who's a victim of, of sexual abuse in any way. Uh, so these are hard, hard conversations. And, and obviously, I'm sure just like, uh, you know, Brown's fans and, and my family, it's something that you talk about. And it's those are uncomfortable conversations and they're hard. But uh, I, I think there's growth that comes out of those conversations. And certainly, I think there's a positive that can come out of this with those conversations. And, and as it relates to Deshaun, I think Deshaun's ready to make a positive impact on this community. And I can tell you, just with my time spent uh, with Deshaun in the past few days and uh, getting to know him and getting to know this person, I'm looking forward to this community getting to know this person. Kevin, uh, you now have a quarterback with vastly different skill set than the previous one. What changes in your offense does Deshaun not force but encourage? Uh, it's We're going to work through it. We're going to spend a lot of time with Deshaun and, and the coaches and sit down and make sure uh, we're doing what he's comfortable with. Uh, obviously, we have some good players that, that we're excited about on our offense, and that's our uh, our challenge right now that we have to work through is, is figure out ways that we want to pivot, ways we want to adapt to make sure that uh, we're utilizing Deshaun uh, to his uh, best of his abilities. Look the same to us? Yeah, I think just if you watch a bunch of what Deshaun's done in his past, there's a, there's similarities uh, to what uh, Houston was doing, to what we were doing. There's There's some differences, and that's our job uh, that we're working hard on and understanding where we want to move to. So, yeah, I do think you'll see differences. Matt, for Sean, on this whole off-the-field situation, do you have any regrets on anything? And if so, what were they? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have any regrets. Um, like, like I said before, the things that, that are off the field right now that came up, you know, caught me by surprise because I never did anything that these people are, are alleging. And I know a lot of people say that I took the year off um, and I used that to be able to clear my name um, like the previous uh, two weeks and, and just to continue to fight that. And I just continue to work and become a better person, a better player and just a better son, um, you know, like my mom has always taught me. What's been the hardest part of all of it? With just football and just life. Just, and just yeah, last fall. It's been the hardest part. Um, I think the hardest part is just, I mean, having everyone, you know, come at me from different directions and without, you know, me be able to publicly speak on it because of the ongoing investigation. But, you know, I took the route of following my legal team and telling the truth to the, the legal side so I can bring my innocence. And then once, like I said before, it's resolved in the near future and hopefully I can speak freely on it. We're going to close it out with Dan Lobby. Uh, yeah, Andrew, I just wanted to ask, obviously, we've talked about the investigation and the research. Deshaun is obviously maintaining his innocence. After all of that, do you and does this organization believe there was no wrongdoing? Is that Dan, we feel, we feel very confident in Deshaun, the person. Um, and we have a lot of faith in him. And we believe that as he gets into the community and our organization, um, he's going to make a positive impact.
All right, we're going to close with a photo. Thanks, everyone. All right, everybody, right up here. A couple more.